Hey y'all, you are with your host, Rebecca Ann, healer, priestess, and generational multimillionaire. And this is Healer Unleashed, a safe space where healers from around the world gather to share their stories, gifts, and wisdom. We open this space fully protected and held in the love. Let the healing begin. Hello, welcome to Healer Unleash episode number one, y'all. My stomach is so nervous because I have been dying to bring this conversation alive. I had um, this idea for Healer Unleash, this live series and podcast for months now. I downloaded this or had this idea come to me probably months ago, um, October 2019, while I was in Maui. And it, um, that if you've ever been to Maui, that land just spoke to me. It just spoke to me. And it was, it just, it, that's where I birthed this idea of Healer Unleashed. And first, I really want to dive into what does Healer Unleashed mean? What is a Healer Unleashed? What does that mean? What, what is the complexity of this conversation, of this community? What does it look like? What does it mean? And first, Healer Unleashed is a healer or someone who does a healer meaning that can be a medicine woman, an herbalist, a massage therapist. It can be um, anyone who just brings healing, love, light, lightness, playfulness to this planet, right? So this is not just for healers per se, but this is for people who are on a mission to bringing more peace, love, light, happiness, laughter, um, healing to this planet, right? In whatever way that means. And what it means to be a healer unleashed is completely unleashed in your gifting, in your power, or on your way to fully unleashing because we're constantly unleashing, right? We're constantly learning new ways of ourselves. We're constantly learning new ways in our industry. Um, and I think the healer unleashed is really about unleashing your inner ability to heal, to heal yourself, to heal others, to um, really bringing alive the wisdom that lies within you, that only you have, um, bringing alive even that quirkiness, that uniqueness that is within you, that only you have. Um, that's really what Healer Unleashed is all about. And it's about tapping into spiritual guidance beyond, beyond this plane, beyond the 3D physical earth right now. It's pushing the limit. It's lifting the veil even more to the spiritual guidance all around us and having open conversations about what that looks like and how it can be messy, how it can be scary, how we don't always understand what it's meant to look like, right? Also, Healer Unleashed is about unleashing your truest essence, who you truly are, right? My beautiful mentor, Andy Love, always asks us, who are you really and why are you here? To me, that is what Healer Unleashed is. It's unleashing your truest essence, your truest fragrance, your truest uniqueness, 
and weirdness about you and letting it shine so brightly and deeply. That is what this is about. I'm creating this space for healers, for all of us light workers to come together in community and to talk about the things that not everyone's talking about. These days we live in a world and a society where the highlight reel is very much shown, right? The highlight reel is very much shown. And I have to admit, this is my messy truth that I've played into that highlight reel about only showing the ups of the journey, only showing the good things or only showing the luxury um, of all the things, right? Only showing the luxury sides of things. But this conversation, Healer Unleashed, is about going deeper beyond that, into that messiness, into the ups and the downs, right? The truthfulness behind all of that goodness we get to bring. Because, y'all, it's been a messy journey. I mean, Getting into my journey and just being really honest, um, my healing journey really started about six years ago. Six years ago, um, my sister passed away. It was very, very hard on me. She was like my best friend, my confident, like she was um, my wing woman, you know? <laughs> and when I lost her, it's almost like I lost a part of myself. I lost a part of myself. But also I can see now, like I also gained a part of myself, but I didn't know that at the time. So about six years ago, this journey really began and it started off really messy. You know, my sister passed away a month later. Um, my parents told us they're getting a divorce and it was just a very messy time. And I just felt like my world around me was just rocked. Like I, I lost a part of myself in all of that. Um, a part of me basically died is what it felt like. But from there is really where my unleashing began, truly. I started to question a lot of things in my life because when you have someone so close to you ripped from you, you know, what it feels like ripped from you or taken from you, and then you have your family, all the life you've known and foundation you've been built on ripped from you, you start to question a lot of shit. <laughs> You know, you start to question life. You start to question, like, what is my foundation? You start to question, who am I? You start to question, what do I believe? You know? And that's when I started and really started to begin journeying into the messiness of becoming this healer unleashed, of becoming and developing my own soul healing, divine intuitive healing that I now do, and to journeying into becoming a priestess, right? It started off with all of this messiness and questioning and being curious and being like, what? Who am I? What do I believe? What is true for me? What do I want my life to look like? What is my solid foundation? What are my roots, right? What are the things I can keep coming back to? Because when it's ripped from you, that family and your best friend in the world is ripped from you, you just start looking around a lot. 
And from there, I began journeying and I began working with healers, right? And there was two healers in particular in St. Louis, Missouri, my hometown that I worked with. And um, one introduced me to Reiki, Reiki one in levels one and two. Did I get level two? I know I did some, I can't remember. I think I did let Reiki levels one and two with her and she helped open me up into Reiki and downloading my symbols and just really opening me up to energy. And she taught me all these different um, modalities, you know, about healing and herbs and, and the oils. Like she was really just opening me up to what my soul was craving. Like, oh my gosh, I, I was just so curious. I was like, give me more, give me more, right? Like, yes, I want the Reiki. Yes, I want to learn about the oils. I want to learn about the herbs. I want to learn about what foods heal my body right? And I just started really opening up with this healer. And she taught me more about energy. And she was teaching me just energy and how to use it. She was teaching me what's called the violet flame, how to bring in a violet flame in a room and clear out the energy, right? And it was just so cool. My soul was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is me. <laughs> like, yes, this is the information that I've been searching for. I didn't know I was searching for, but I have been searching for, for lifetimes, right? And um, that time was so beautiful because I was just so curious. And it was really beautiful. I really began to develop intuitive healing skills. I would do Reiki on my friends for free. Shout out to Claire, um, my neighbor who I would do Reiki on <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> Y'all, that is so real. I would do Reiki on her in my living room. I'd be like I'd have her laid out on the couch and I'd be placing crystals on her. I don't even know if she believed in Reiki, but God bless her. She was just a trooper because I think she was like, I've seen my friend so hurt that if this brings her joy, I will literally sit here on the couch and receive Reiki and <laughs> have crystals placed on me if this makes her happy and, and it feels good, right? So Claire, shout out to you. Thank you for <laughs> being my first healing client, truly. Um, she was my first healing client, you know, she would just come over and I would do Reiki on her and she'd sit with crystals on her. <laughs> and I just laugh looking back at that time. Now I do global healings and, you know, I do them for masterminds all over and um, just where we start, right? This is the journey. Such a curious time. And just from there, I started developing my gifts, developing my intuition even more. And then uh, it really came to a crossroads in my life, y'all. This is where it even got even a little messier. I was beginning to really heal myself, heal my body, learn about energy, right? I'm doing Reiki. I'm healing myself. I'm using foods and herbs and medicine to heal my body, right? I was really into the medicine woman, the shamanism, things like that, um, which basically is just using herbs like cat's claw or herbs or like 
eating kale, right? That helps feed the body, right? Just breaking down. I really want to make sure I'm um, breaking down topics here. So uh, nothing's too heady or spiritual for anyone. I want this to be super digestible, super understandable. So that's where I really began was just with herbs and foods and um, feeding my body and Reiki and energy healing, right? That's where it was. And then um, I was graduating college at the time in 2016. Shout out to whoever did five years of college. That was me. (laughs) Messy truth. (laughs) I did five years of college. I could not complete college in four years because I only took 12 hours a semester. Um, because that's, that was what was right for me. So shout out to y'all who did college in five years or six or seven or eight. I'm so with you. I feel you. Um, so I was graduating college at the time and my soul came to a crossroads. I saw one road over here to the right appear before me on my right. And I saw what I've been groomed for, what I've been groomed for. I've been groomed through education and through business to join my family business, to join my family business, to do the deal, um, maybe even get a master's and an MBA to move up in my family's um, company and to maybe one day work alongside my cousin and take it over or whatever that was going to look like. And that road was comfortable, right? That road was very, very comfortable. Um, It ensured that I would be supported, taken care of, I would make money, I would have job stability, right? All of those things that um, the society tells us is right, right? Like, oh, you have job stability, I'll have health insurance, Uh, I'll be on a fast track to maybe a management position or making a lot of money, things like that, right? So I saw that path appear appear before me. So on the right, I had that path. But on the left, when I talk about this path on the left, I saw it come before me. This path on the left was much more, um, (laughs) it was like a wooded path with like through sand and through a forest, very unmanicured, very messy, but felt so inviting and felt more truthful to who I am. And that path, I couldn't really see very far down the path. You know, the path on the right, join the family company, make a lot of money, impact hopefully some people, was there. And I could see very down, far down that path and what it would look like, what, would, what it would look like for me being in that position. But then as I looked over to this left path over here, it's much more messy. Think like Costa Rican rainforest, like messy, like <laughs> monkeys bobbing from tree to tree, like... <laughs> You know, like things like critters on the ground, like just messy, right? And I couldn't see very far down it. But there was a lingering in my soul to join that path on the left that was unknown, was completely unknown to me, that had no, it had no for sure's right? It had no for sure commitments. It had no for sure way of making money, making a living, making a life, right? Completely unknown. I had, I I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know what it would feel like. I, well, that's not true. I didn't know what it would feel like. It felt very free. It felt very free, but also extremely scary, right? 
So I was come to this crossroads and you can see it visualized with me on the right. You've got like pristine, like make money, do the job, get the house, maybe have a kid, like get married, right? Like that total society driven life. And then you look over to the left and you got the Costa Rican like rainforest, right? <laughs> and it's messy and there's shit everywhere. Yeah. So my soul was lingering for that left side, that Costa Rican rainforest messiness. And something about it was just calling my soul at the deepest of levels. I was like, I don't know why, but I need to follow this path. It feels so important for me to follow this path. So I did. I said yes to this path. I gave up or said no to joining my family company. I said no to a lifetime of job stability and making consistent money. And I said yes to my soul. From that moment in 2016, when I said yes to my soul, I began embarking on a deep journey of remembering, of remembering my truest essence, of remembering my soul, remembering who I truly am on a soul level, without my family, without my identity, without the money, right? Without all of it right? Without all of that noise, I embarked on a journey to remembering who I really am. And let me tell you, it just got messier and messier. <laughs> From there, I decided one night I was on my laptop. I was on my laptop and I was still in college. I was about to graduate and I'm on my laptop. And all of a sudden, y'all, I look up from my laptop and I'm on this page of a master's program in Milan, Italy, talking about a master's in fashion management program at Domus Academy in Milan, Italy. And I'm like, how the hell did I even get here? Like, how did, how did this even happen? How did I even get on this page, right? And I'm like, I don't know how I got here, but I, I'm meant to be in this. I'm, I'm meant to do this. Like, this sounds fun. This sounds fun to my soul. This sounds like freedom, right? It was what's called a master's in fashion management at a school called Domus Academy in Milan, Italy. And that's when I decided then and there, like, I'm going to Milan. <laughs> I'm getting a master's in fashion management. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but it sounds fun for now. So yeah, let's do it. So I did it. I applied. I got in. I celebrated. And the time came around where it was time to spread my wings. And I packed, what did I have? Three bags. I packed three bags, moved my ass to Milan, Italy. And oh my God, the transformation that began there. Oh my goodness. It, it was the messiest time of my life. I didn't have an apartment. I was living in one hotel, moved to another hotel, moved to an Airbnb. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I moved to this foreign country. I don't speak Italian. I say I'm going to this master's program. I don't have an apartment. I just like packed three bags, moved there, you know, and I was like, okay, but this is where I'm meant to be. Um, and it was really uncomfortable at first, y'all, making that leap, moving across, you know, going across the Atlantic Ocean, moving all the way to Europe by myself. You know, no one helped me. I just, it was literally me and my bags on a plane to Milan, Italy. And when I got off, I was like, wow, that's, this is it. This is the journey. It's just me and my shit. 
right? <laughs> what a metaphor. It's me and my shit. That's all I got. Showed up in Italy. <laughs> and that was the most beautiful time because I was able to reinvent myself. I finally, after all the messiness, found an apartment. I had three roommates who really opened me up and the roommates were always moving. I had a roommate from who was born in Somalia, right? Um, which was super interesting learning her religion and learning those things. Then I had a Mexican roommate from Mexico and learning about her traditions and another roommate from India. And I just was opening up to all these different ways, right? Of life, of even religion, like just opening up my lens even more and making international friends. And that is where we true, that's where I really began to form like what feels good, what doesn't, right? What feels in alignment with my soul? What feels good to me? What resonates with me and what doesn't, right? This is all a part of the unleashing, y'all. This is a part of the unleashing, is meeting people from all over, networking, meeting new people from all types of walks of life, of religions, from all over the world. That was me and like just taking it all in. I was like a sponge. I would cook Mexican food with my friend, like authentic Mexican. I would cook Indian fruit food with my other friends and chutney, right? Shout out to my Indian girls. And I, and I was just like taking it all in. And from there, I really began to experience and explore more into my soul of like who I really am and what that looked like. No one knew me while I was living in Milan. No one knew where I came from, who I was, my family, my family company. No one knew any of that. So it was a beautiful opportunity to reinvent myself. It was the opportunity for me to really remember on a soul deep level who I really am and why I'm here. And from that time, I journeyed and I got my master's. I completed my master's in fashion management. <laughs> Shout out to my Domus girls. I got my master's in fashion management and I actually got a job in Milan, Italy. I was working in Italy at the time and I got a job as an English writer at a uh, English content writer at a little boutique fashion magazine called Mame. Um, it's called Mame and I'm not sure if they're still around. I haven't looked at their stuff or there's anything, but I should look into that, see if they're still around. But I was an English content writer and my best friend, um, Richie, who was who is from China? She's from Chongqing, China. Um, she was the Chinese content writer, and we got to work together. And I thought I made it, y'all. <laughs> y'all, I thought I made it. I was making like five hundred euros a month, like nothing, right? Like nothing. Um, I wasn't even making that much money, but I thought I had made it. I was making some money. I was living my life in Milan, my um, now husband, but back then just boyfriend, Kyle, moved to Milan, also got a job as an accountant and a really big, um, big company in Milan. Oh, and I just thought I had made it, right? I was an English content writer. I was writing blogs and information about big fashion shows, about Louis Vuitton, Bottega Veneta, like all these different fashion, all the different fashions, right? I was writing on what's new, what's out, 
you know, like all the fashion things and doing like content reviews and mood boards on what was in style, what was out of style, what, you know, what was Dior doing? What was just all of the fashion brands? What were they doing? What was in style? What was not? And I would write on the different fashion shows, right? On a spring, summer, and then you had fall, winter, and then you had, um, oh my gosh, I'm already forgetting. You had all the different times, right? And then you have resort wear, that's right. And I was riding on all of these different fashion shows and attending fashion shows actually in Milan too. And um, on some instances, actually working behind the scenes on fashion shows. I worked actually a fashion show for Trussardi, which was actually a really big Milanese brand, which was really, really fun and cool. Um, and I, I just thought I, I was living life, right? I was working fashion shows. I was being a content writer, an English content writer for a little boutique fashion magazine, making no money, but I was at, um, out every night with my friends having aperitivo and just what I thought was living. And then again, I had that soul feeling come in, right? I had that soul feeling come into my heart and my stomach drop and like, oh, but this isn't it but this isn't it. Like I'd spent two years, you know, years and a year and a master's, you know, five years of college, a year and a master's, like coming to this point of getting, getting in a step in the door into becoming a content writer and writing on fashion and style and mood boards. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm in that job and I'm having it all. And my soul comes back in as like, Nope, but this isn't it. There's more. And I was like, in that moment, I started to just have that feeling. Um, I need to quit my job. I was there for a year and a half. I was in my job for a year and a half. And I felt it for a while. I stayed for half a year while I felt like I knew I needed to move on. Um, but no, I was in my job for like a year more. And I had that feeling of like, but this isn't it. This isn't all of it. I'm ready to even go further in this. And I had this feeling, this inkling in my stomach, like I need to quit my job. I need to start a blog. I need to go even deeper into my awakening. And so I did, to be honest. This part wasn't so messy. I literally went to my, well, it was kind of hard to quit my job. I felt really bad leaving that, that, um, that company, but they're fine, um, I hope. <laughs> I say that, I don't even know. Um, and embarked on my own journey. And that's when I started my blog, The Blue Empath, where I began writing and journaling and blogging about grief, about forgiveness, about the healing journey, and really about the messiness of it all, you know, and my journey for me and my journey to losing my sister, Helen, and my journey through forgiveness with my family and my family members and myself, and really just talking about that messiness about life, you know? So I started the blog and from there, I just, I don't know, that was the start of the rebirth of me and who I am. And I just got really truthful. I had this like lingering in my soul, y'all, to tell more truths, like be more truthful, tell more truths, like tell the truth of the pain, tell the truth of the forgiveness, tell the truth of the reconciliation, like tell all parts of the story right? Which is what this Healer Unleashed live series and podcast is about, is telling the truth, telling all of the story. 
So I started my blog, The Bloom Path, and I was just doing my thing, and I was awakening even more. And I went to Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Some of y'all have been there, maybe you don't know it, but Gabby Bernstein's the number one New York Times bestselling author. And I went to her Spirit Junkie Masterclass in New York. I was living in Italy at the time still, and blogging out of my little um, 300 square foot apartment. My now husband, Kyle, and I were living in literally a 300 square foot apartment in Milan, Italy. It was a studio apartment. You could see, you could be on the bed, basically cooking in the kitchen, in the fridge, and on the couch at the same time, right? <laughs> With a, actually the closet was nice size and a little bathroom and shower <laughs> where Kyle like legitimately did not fit, right? So we're living in our little Italian apartment, what was like 750 euros a month, Um which was so easy because we were splitting the rent and just traveling every weekend um, to all over the place, all over Europe, all over Italy. We preferred to stay in Italy, but we did go all over Europe. And oh my gosh, such a good time. And I was blogging out of my little <laughs> studio apartment, y'all. And I was having the time of my life. And I went to Spirit Junkie Masterclass with Gabby Bernstein. And I had a really big awakening that weekend. And I remember getting up in front of like, what was, how many people were there? Like 300 people in like a big auditorium, 300 people. I don't know, somewhere around there. I got up in front of 300 people with a microphone in front of Gabby and all these people. And I claimed right then and there that I was going to become a coach. I was going to become a forgiveness coach. I was going to write the eight steps to forgiveness. I was going to be the forgiveness guru. And I'm exclaiming, like proclaiming these things to all these people and they're clapping and everyone's just like so into it and everyone's just celebrating. And something changed in me that moment. I was like, holy shit, I'm doing this. I am doing this. Like I... I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to put this out there, you know? And from there, I hired my first coach, um, Rachel Joy. Shout out to my girl, Rachel Joy. I love you. Um, we're still best friends. And I actually <laughs> helped her facilitate a retreat back in January, her Elevate and Amplify retreat. Y'all, it's so funny. Um, but pulling back. Yeah. So I hired my first coach and she helped me to put together all of the business things, all of the coaching packages, all of the stuff, right? And I'm getting so excited. Everyone's going to want this. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, and I put out my first coaching thing and yeah, that's when the real shit started. It completely flopped. I put together um, my first group coaching, which was called Soul Purpose Circle. And the whole thing completely flopped. I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> right? Like messy truth. I had no idea what I was doing. Second of all, I had no idea what I was even embarking on, what the hell was even going on, right? Um, and I put that out there and I did a five-day live series. And people loved the live series. You know, people had fun on the live series. Um, but yeah, Soul Purpose Circle completely flopped, right? And then from there, I felt so distraught. I was like, oh my God, I can't be a coach. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. And um, yeah, from there, 
is really when the journey began. And I then went to Spirit Junkie Masterclass Level 2 with Gabby Bernstein. Um, it's a week training with her. And that's when I really began to surrender and break down. Um, that's when I began to see that my hustling and my pushing, my controlling, my manipulating, and all of that shadow side within me really began to come out. And that's when I became, when I came face to face with my shadow, I began to see how I was the one holding myself back by trying to control others or manipulating others. I was not being a coach. I was not being a true healer at that time. Um, yeah, it was actually quite a dark time for me. I, it was a hard time for me. I didn't know what surrender was. I only knew through my childhood and through my life, like you have to control to feel safe or I have to control everything around me to feel safe. And I had a lot of those, a lot of that darkness within me start crumbling around me and being shown and being light shown onto it. And it's uncomfortable y'all to face yourself like that and say, whoa, like my control is what flopped my program. My, my hustle and my drive, which I've been applauded for all my life, my hungriness for achievement is what actually killed my coaching business I thought I had. Yeah, that's kind of a hard realization to have, right? It was, um, it was quite uncomfortable, but I went there and I began that journey into my darkness into my into the sides of me that were not so fluffy not so pretty um i i've through my you know and i'm still i still talk about the shadow it's like that's 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 what it looked like i put out my first coaching program soul purpose circle it completely flopped i had to face my shadows i was in my darkness of control i literally that that December of 2018, that December, I spent that whole December, November and December, mostly December of 2018 in complete surrender. I just, every day I would, um, you know, for me, this is what I did. You don't have to do this, but I went to church. I prayed the rosary. I literally surrendered myself over to God's source universe every day over and over and over again. And that's where I began to feel my truest essence start coming back to me. That's where I really started to feel the shifts was in my brokenness, was in that, not that I'm broken, but that when I felt kind of like everything was falling apart, brokenness, you know, and all of that, once again, crumbling, I felt myself reviving back to who I was in the quiet, in the stillness. I would sit in meditation for two hours. I would um, just sit with myself. I would pray. I would surrender. I would call on Mother Mary, like, please help me. Please help me surrender because Mother Mary is that ultimate surrender, y'all. She's that ultimate surrender figure, that divine feminine, right, who surrendered over. And I just spent a lot of time with her contemplating me, myself, my life. And from that, I heard this voice within me. I was on the plane down to go um, to visit my grandparents. 
And I felt this voice within me, y'all. And I was listening to a surrender um, meditation. I bow to you. It's on Spotify. I bow to you. I bow to you. I bow to you. I bow to you. And I was just bowing to myself over and over and over again. And from there, I heard this inner voice inside say, you are an intuitive healer. And it's like I heard it and I felt it. And when I heard those words, I felt the trueness lock within my body. I felt something lock within me like, oof, yes. That is who I am. That is what I've been chasing. I'm not a coach. I'm not going to teach, you know, of course, forgiveness is a part of everything I do, but I'm not going to be teaching on forgiveness or how to start a business or those kinds of things. I am an intuitive healer. And that's where I really, that December of 2018, I really began opening up to, or maybe it was, yeah, it was 2018. I really began opening up to that intuitive healing. And once again, I just stayed in more surrender. And I began looking and writing ways how I'm a healer and how that has looked for me, right? And that's where that healing journey really began. And I began becoming very vocal about my ways of how I healed my body with medical medium, how I healed my body through herbs and medicines and things like that. And it was really, really a beautiful time of just curiosity into healing. And I remembered back to my Reiki. I brought my Reiki back in. It's like I remembered those parts of my soul that started awakening right after my sister passed away. I started remembering, oh my God, wait, that's who I am, that Reiki, that healing my body with medicine and herbs and food. That's who I am. Like, that's a part of my healing. Wow. Like, it's so funny how we remember and then it's like we go into a forgetfulness again and then we like crumble and then we remember again and then we go into a forgetfulness and we crumble and then we remember again. This is the journey of a healer who is fully unleashed who is fully unleashed in her power is she has the ability to remember over and over and over again, because things are going to keep crumbling around you. Things are, I've so many times over and over and over again, I come into a crumbling. Whereas one of my beautiful mentors, Caitlin Pasternak says, the ego death, right? The crumbling of everything you know, what feels like your life around you. But in that crumbling, we remember who we truly are. And that's where I started remembering how I am an intuitive healer. And I started bringing that back. And I started remembering. Um, and that's, I would just go into meditations and I would do free healing sessions for some of my friends and mastermind girls. I was in a mastermind at the time and I asked, shout out to Jill. Oh, Jill, I love you. Um, shout out to my friend, Jill. She was in my mastermind and, and I was like, Hey, would you want to do a free healing with me? Like, um, I would love to just try some of my gifting out on you. Like what, how does that sound? She was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. She had no idea what she was getting into. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Like legit, no idea. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, okay, let's just like see what comes from it. And I did what I knew to do. I got her in meditation. I, um, got her grounded into her body, into Mother Gaia, into Mother Earth, into the nature, right? Into the ground. And from there, I started just doing some Reiki. My hands were moving. 
Uh, from there, I was even um, feeling messages and knowingness come through. And I was like, okay, there was a time in your life. And I'm like remembering a past experience of hers and helping her call back her power. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing her power come in as golden, like liquid golden light and like golden light over her solar plexus, which is above like her stomach and her abdomen part. It's like below your breasts, but, but above your belly button is your solar plexus. It's a part of your chakra system. Um, and all of a sudden I was seeing like golden light coming into her solar plexus after abdomen area. And I'm like having her say the sentence, like I call back my power right now. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what is this? What am I doing right now? Um, and I was doing a soul retrieval. I was doing a power retrieval. You know, I know it now, but at the time I had no idea, but I was just doing it and I was just, um, <clears throat> channeling it. You know, what does channeling mean? Channeling means just, um, pulling that information from source, um, from God's source universe and having that information just come through me and I'm speaking it and feeling it right. That's channeling. And I just remember channeling that. And all of a sudden we're calling upon our power. It's pulling in and then I'm inserting it back into our solar plexus. And I see it like almost like a puzzle, like go through her whole body. I see like these puzzle pieces start connecting together through her whole body. And it's like almost that it's like down into a deep cellular level um, that she begins, like her energy starts recalibrating right down to the deepest level on a deep cellular level. And I see it. And I'm literally seeing this with my eyes closed. My eyes are closed. And I'm seeing all of this and I'm like, holy shit. Okay. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> so that's where, yeah, it's just like, that's the messiness y'all. Like if you are a healer or you're wanting to explore more into becoming a healer and leash and unleashing these powers and remembering like get freaking messy. I would just do healings on friends and see what would come through, you know, and I'll, in another episode, I can go into like how to do that safely and with energy of the highest vibration of love, but just make sure you're always calling on the highest vibration of love, but get messy with it and just begin trying different things, placing crystals in different places or trying Reiki or moving your hands around or just seeing what comes through, right? And that's where I began. Like, there's no big heroic story here. Like some big aha moment where God showed me a sign and like downloaded or showed me how it was going to happen. No, I was just like, okay, I'll just start doing like free healings and just trying it on people. <laughs> and that's what happened. Um, and that was just a really beautiful moment. And from there, um, so once I started doing those healings, I started putting them out there and stuff. And I did my first paid healing, right? For two, 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 it's still two, two, two. And, um, I did my first 90 minute intuitive healing for $222 and, um, for a beautiful sorority sister of mine. And it was just the most beautiful thing, uh, I've ever witnessed. And after she was just like, holy shit wow, I've never experienced that before in my life. I was like, yeah, same. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I would just 
meditate, like bring them into a meditative state, get them grounded in their body into the ground. And then from there, just get super connected in and just hear the messages flowing through me and the healing moving through me. And I would just allow it to come through and speak it. And then I would see it through my third eye. I would speak it with my throat and then feel it all around me. And I just allowed myself to go into it, right? There was no rhyme or reason here. There's no like 10 steps to becoming a healer. Like, that bullshit. No, like I just got super messy with it. Right. And, um, from there I had my first paid healing. And then from there I felt another lingering in my soul. I was like, God damn it, y'all. How many more (laughs) lingering in the souls can I have? (laughs) I was like, I thought I was an intuitive healer. (laughs) I thought that's where it ended. (laughs) Jokes on me, y'all. <laughs> and um, from there, <laughs> yeah, so that's when I really felt this lingering um, with the word priestess. One of my mentors, Harriet Hale, uh, she talked a lot about being a priestess, being a high priestess of light, um, what being a priestess was. And I was spending a lot of time with her because I was in one of her masterminds for business. But I know my soul wasn't there for business. It was for energy and for awakening that priestess within me. And after that, I told back and forth with the idea of becoming a priestess, like back and forth, back and forth in 2019. And literally it was like the scraping of my soul. I was like, it took me so long to finally agree to be a priestess. I'm talking months and months and months of deliberation of pros and cons lists. The money's too much. Oh my God, I can't do this. Oh my God, I, I, I'm not good enough. Like y'all, all the crumbling, right? Like all of the shit coming up. Like, I'm, who am I to do this? I'm not good enough. I don't have the money. Oh my God. Right. Like all of the voice was up. And yeah, finally it came to a moment in June of 2019 where my guides literally slapped me across the face and were like, get your fucking shit together. We're doing the damn priestess program. They literally like made it a non-negotiable for me. Um, they basically were like, yeah, if you want to keep evolving and make this business and really make real change and be a leader in this world and in this industry and what you're craving, yeah, you got to do the priestess program is basically what they told me. Um, a little light. They were nicer. I can hear my guides right now. They're like, Oh, we are a little nicer. I'm like, yeah, but it felt a little harsh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was finally like, okay, I need to do this healer unleashed program or sorry, a priestess program. And finally in June of 2019, I agreed. I went all in and my beautiful mother helped me and backed me financially through it. Thank you, mom. I love you. Jamie Fabic. Um, and from there I began learning the priestess ways and remembering my priestess truth. Um, but believe me, I did not go in willingly. I went in like kicking and screaming pretty much. <laughs> like some people are like, Oh, I'm a priestess. It's so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I went in like kicking and screaming for my life. <laughs> I was like, I've lost it. I literally thought I lost. I'm like, I'm becoming a priestess. Like, what the hell is this? Like, I've lost my marbles. Like, officially, I'm done. I've lost it. I've lost my marbles. (laughs) So I started my priestess journey with Harriet Hale. Beautiful. And it, it, it just opened me up. I had so much resistance in the beginning. I had so much resistance. And, um, 
oh my gosh, I was like, I don't know. Like I would battle her a little bit on things and my ego was just super present. But finally we started going in deeper into the trainings and I was like, whoa, I'm opening up so much. I am remembering so much. My soul, I feel like is in its truest essence. Like after every remembering or after every session we had together, I remembered even more, even more, even more past lifetimes as walking as a priestess of gathering information. We would go together through meditation and gather information from Atlantis, from Lemuria, right? From Avalon, from Glastonbury in the UK, from um, Egypt, walking through the Egypt sand, like going back to these places where we've all, or a lot of us have walked as priestesses, where a lot of us has walked as, um, yeah, priestesses, as leaders. A priestess is a leader. It's a really divine feminine way of saying a leader, right? And we were walking as priestesses and I would, we would just go back to these times and remember. And with each session, I remembered even more and more and more of my truest essence, which was so beautiful. And that's what the priestess journey and what my priestess journey was really all about. Um, yes, we teach energy healing and scrying and dowsing. And like we teach all things energy and talk all about the 5D toolkit and numerology and right? The Kundalini rising energy within you and all of that stuff. But what it's really about is, or what it was about for me was a remembering of my truest essence, my healer unleashed. And I began downloading, meaning like just remembering uh, what was already within me, like ways to heal people. And it came to July, 2019, I was in Sedona on a We Will Rise mastermind retreat with Andy Love. And, um, I wanted to practice some of my gifting. You know, I was dowsing crystal dowsing, which is basically where you just take a crystal y'all on a string and like the crystal, you ask it questions, yes or no. And the crystal will like point you in the right direction of yes or no, things like that. And I was on a retreat, July, 2019, we will rise with Andy love. And I did a healing on one of my beautiful soul sisters, Jessica, Jessica Hutto. I love you. I did a healing on her and it was, we were in Sedona, number one. If y'all know Sedona, it's like known as like a very powerful energy vortex, very open. And I mean, my gifts were flying, like so open. And then number two, I was in priestess training and really remembering and opening. So like those two combinations and then I'm sitting here and with next to this huge crystal, I mean, I did one of the most powerful healing sessions I think of my life. And we entered into it and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just show you some crystal dowsing. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, y'all come around. Like, let me show you some crystal dowsing or how you can use it to check the chakras, right? I was just using crystals to check the chakras to see if they're in alignment. And then all of a sudden, two hours later, I'm like, we've journeyed through freaking like 12 generations back and like eight lifetimes back of like hurt and trauma and fear and scarcity and all of these things. And like, we've journeyed through, I, I don't know, I dropped us into like a soul journey and we journeyed back and cleared back through lifetimes and generations. And I was uh, something like just remembered in me. And once again, it was super messy. All this is not like 12 steps to healing or become a healer. Or like, let me teach you these 12 things. Right. 
No, I, I, I just, I was in my remembering and I allowed myself to just go and bring her into meditation, myself in meditation. And from there just started healing and like saying what I saw and felt. And from there I went deeper and like all of a sudden we are like soul traveling together, right? I was like taking her back lifetimes and lifetimes and I wasn't, you know, the, um, the angels and ascended masters, whoever was with us present was helping us, right? Um, I was just being a facilitator for it in the 3D and the physical world, you know, being in Sedona. And yeah, that was a big moment for me. I just started remembering all of it and all of it came flooding back to me of how to go back, of how to heal generations, how to heal um, your feminine lineage, how to heal back lifetimes, how to clear lifetime traumas that are affecting you in this lifetime. And all of that started flooding back to me. And she woke up and she was like, or still in the healing at the end, all my um, mastermind sisters, there were like 10 or 12 of us were all around me in a circle around us, just holding space for this. It wasn't planned. It literally just happened. And there was like 10 women all around me and I had my eyes closed and um, I, they, I was like, oh, and your ancestors are all here. They're all here with us and they're surrounding you right now. And then I look up at the end of the healing and literally 10 of the women are, are just surrounding all around us, like representing her ancestors surrounding her. It was, I have goosebumps right now talking about this. It was so beautiful. And it was a confirmation for me to know that what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing is real, is very, very, very real. And it's powerful. She came, Jessica came out of that healing and she, you know, had tears. She was crying because we did a lot of work. We went through a lot of generations and she came out crying and I came out like, what was that? Right. I was like, Whoof, I came out of it. And I was like, whoa, what was that? And she was still kind of just had a few tears and um, Denise, beautiful Denise, uh, who's another healer who I'm going to have on the show actually. Um, was just like helping Jess, you know, we were just like grounding her energy back down and all of that. And Denise was like, oh my God, her meridians feel so, her meridians feel so strong. Her energy is like, oh my gosh, this is so strong. It's so strengthened. And Andy was like, Andy Love is one of my mentors was like, well, no shit, Rebecca just had her on the 20th dimension. Like, where were y'all? <laughs> and I like looked at Andy, I was just like, oh my God, like, I'm not sure. I don't, I, I don't know exactly how I did it, but I did it. And that's how the remembering happens, y'all. That's, that's the journey. That's the journey of becoming a healer unleashed is allowing yourself to get messy in the journey and allowing yourself to just do free healings and to open up even more and to see what comes through, right? And this is what I believe is all about the remembering of what's true in your body. You already hold the wisdom and the healing and the intuitiveness within your body. So it's just awakening those different pieces and then being messy with them and allowing them to come through and then integrating them and embodying them right? And after that healing in July, I was like, whoa. And I think my mentor, Andy, was like, whoa. Like, this is a lot bigger than we thought. And from there, she was like, girl, you got to get healing sessions out. You know, I already had healing sessions out, but she was like, you need to start doing healings. We need to get you in group healings. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. That's so right. 
And I started doing healings just way more frequent. Like all of a sudden I was getting floods of bookings and Andy, my mentor, you know, talked about her experience. I did a healing with her and she talked about her experience and um, people just started sharing a lot. And then I was brought into um, actually two different masterminds now or three different masterminds now um, to do group healings. And I started doing group healings, you know, my biggest group was um, with all of the We Will Rise Mastermind cohorts, which was, I don't know how many people were on, 30 or 40 people. And I held that many people through a group healing. And I was so nervous for my first group healing, y'all. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I came out of it shaking. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this, right? Like every time before I go to do something new in like healing, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not, I, I just don't know what I'm doing. And you know, that's that small, that's that ego talking. It's that limitedness um, talking. I knew I could do it. But I came out of that first group healing with one of Andy's masterminds and I was like, oh my gosh, wow. It really, that first group healing kind of took me out to be honest. I was really nervous and it was an amazing healing. All the women were like, loved it. But I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? What if I'm not doing it right? I had a really big, what I call ego attack at that time. And I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm not strong enough to hold that many women and a group healing. And Andy was just along my side and she's like, no, like it was amazing. It was great. Like you can do this. And I was like, oh my God, I just, I don't know. But I finally got myself back together. That's what happens, right? When you go into new, new areas, you get uncomfortable, like the ego attacks. It does. Like it just does. Like it happened to me. And, um, yeah, but now I do group healings. I freaking love them. I rock them. I, I love them. I do one-on-one -on -one healings. I do group healings, mastermind healings and person. Now I've worked two retreats now, um, as a healer and done group healings. I've done, oh my gosh, so many group healings now. And yeah. And I'm still on this journey to fully unleashing, to fully being that healer unleashed, to remembering my truest essence even more and what I'm, who I am really and why I'm here, you know? And that's been the journey, y'all. That's been the journey of being a priestess. And this year in 2020, I officially initiated as priestess of power. I was initiated by Harriet Hale. Um, and now I have priestesses in training. And it's so beautiful to see the journey, right? I was training as a priestess last year, and now I am helping others and holding their hand along their priestess journey too. It's so beautiful how it happens. But this is my journey, a glimpse into my journey of become a healer and becoming a healer unleashed and unleashing my healing gifts, unleashing, unleashing my truest essence, unleashing and remembering my truest gifts and soul and wisdom. And it feels damn good, but I'm not going to lie and say it's been easy. It's been scary a lot of times. I've had to go through a lot of ego death. I've had to shed a lot of layers of my soul and what I thought my life would look like um, so I could surrender into what the divine plan and what my life is meant to look like and honor and serve the people I'm here to serve. And it's messy and it's real and it's hard. And just last week, I was wanting to quit. I wanted to shut my business. I wanted to shut it down. I didn't, I was like, I don't know who I am anymore. I was having another one of those moments, like crumbling in the 
purest form, like so deep into my soul. And I was just purging so much crap that wasn't me, you know? And that leads me into this moment right now here with you. You know, April 2020, when I'm starting Healer Unleashed, it's like this, this, this conversation is ready to be had of how to unleash your inner healer, how to be your truest self and the light and the dark that goes along with it. So I welcome you to Healer Unleashed and know that this journey is just beginning. I have so many ideas coming for us. I have so many healers I'm going to be bringing in for us. And this journey is just beginning and getting good. So I love y'all and I will see you again for episode two. Thank you for listening to Healer Unleashed. If an episode has resonated with you or moved you, please feel free to leave a review. Your feedback and words mean so much to us. And I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this work. I honor you. I value. I see you. I love you. Have a beautiful day.